Welcome to Exaltation. This is Father David Masterson bringing you the beautiful, the good, and the true. Scripture today is St. John chapter 4, verse 46 to 52. So Jesus came again to Cana of Galilee, where he had made the water into wine. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. When he heard that Jesus had come out of Judea into Galilee, he went to him and implored him to come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Then Jesus said to him, Unless you people see signs and wonders, you will by no means believe. The nobleman said to him, Sir, come down before my son dies. Jesus said to him, Go your way, your son lives. So the man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him, and he went his way. And as he was now going down, his servants met him and told him, saying, Your son lives. Then he inquired of them the hour when he got better. And they said to him, Yesterday at the seventh hour the fever left him. So the father knew that it was at that same hour in which Jesus said to him, Your son lives. And he himself believed and his whole household. This again is the second sign Jesus did when he had come out of Judea into Galilee. Listening, friend, it is possible that you are struggling in your relationship with God. You may be facing a great personal challenge in your life right now. Perhaps you feel that your faith in God is weak or non-existent. Your circumstances seem so great and your faith so small. Or perhaps you sense a deep yearning within you to know God and be united with Him. The wonderful thing about this gospel story in John chapter 4 is that it shows us how people come to faith and how a weak, imperfect faith develops into a full, believing, trusting faith. There are three stages in the outworking of this story. First, Christ laments weak, imperfect faith. Then Christ tests and strengthens a growing faith. Finally, Christ rewards a tested faith. Let's look first at the Lord Jesus lamenting a weak, imperfect faith. 
Here was a nobleman, an officer of King Herod's court, called a courtier. He had heard of the miracle Jesus performed turning water into wine at the wedding in Cana of Galilee. Now, when his son became ill with a fever, he came and sought out Jesus. The verb sought out is in the continuous tense, meaning the man persistently kept on pressing his plea to the Lord. Now the royal official had some faith in Christ, but it was not fully developed trust and confidence in Jesus. He did believe, as his journeying to Jesus and his request that he heal his son shows, but his faith was weak and imperfect. He didn't fully place his full confidence in the Lord Jesus. He thought that his son could only be healed if Jesus physically came to his house and touched him. But Jesus can see into the hearts of people from a distance. He knows all about the inner life and circumstances of every person. In this story, Jesus demonstrates to the royal official that he can heal from a distance simply by saying the word. Jesus responds to the man's request for help by saying in verse 48, Unless you people see signs and wonders, you simply will not believe. What is behind this lament of Jesus? For the past several months, Jesus' popularity had been steadily growing. People were impressed with the miracles he performed. He found himself constantly surrounded by enthusiastic crowds who wanted to see more signs and wonders performed. Jesus is saying in verse 48, that people like the royal official were lacking in genuine faith because they looked for the spectacular and the sensational. They lacked a deep trust and confidence in Jesus Christ as the Son of God, which is the essence of faith. Now Jesus had just returned from Samaria, where he found people who needed no miracles but believed on him because they heard him themselves and his words touched their consciences and stirred longings in their hearts. They were attracted to Jesus because of his words and his character. Sometimes the sensational and miraculous can be a hindrance to the development of true faith. We can become so convinced that the only true knowledge comes from what we see, touch, and handle. This blinds us to the spiritual knowledge of the beautiful, the good, and the true. We fail to see the glory of Jesus Christ and the perfection of his character and speech because we are caught up in the material world. God wants our faith to grow past the physical and material to trust his wisdom, truth, and revelation. And so we see the next stage of faith, where the Lord Jesus tests and strengthens the royal official's growing faith. In verse 49, the nobleman is not put off by Jesus' mild rebuke. He repeats his request with respect, earnestness, and pleading. Sir, come down before my child dies. It's as though he is saying, I don't want any signs or wonders. Just come, Lord Jesus, and heal my son before it is too late. The royal official answers Jesus with as much faith as he does have. 
His faith is weak and imperfect, but it is a start. He knows that he has a great need, and he has come to the helper and physician of our souls. His faith is beginning to bud and grow, and so he answers, Sir, come down before my child dies. What was Jesus' response? Jesus is moved with compassion, as he always is. He says to the man, Go your way, your son lives. The royal official wants Jesus to come down to the house with him and heal the son. He says, Come down, because it has never entered his mind that Christ can do anything unless he stands like a doctor by the boy's bed. And he says, Before my son dies, because it has never entered his mind that Christ can do anything if his son dies and goes to the grave. Of course, Jesus can do both. He can not only heal from a distance, but he can raise the dead to life again. It is because the man's faith is weak and feeble that Christ refuses his request, because he knows that to refuse is to strengthen his faith. Jesus will not come down to Capernaum with the man because he wants to heal at a distance and thereby reveal the wonder and splendor of his power and grace. Words are real. Words matter. Words are evocative. The spoken word creates. Hebrews 11.3 says that the world was created by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things which are visible. It is important to remember the Christian understanding of the spoken word as above all power made manifest. In our desacralized and secular worldview of modern man, speech, like everything else, has been devaluated and degraded. It has been reduced to its rational meaning only. Words mean very little to the average man on the street. But in the biblical revelation, word is always power and life. God created the world with his word. He spoke, and out of nothing reality came into being. Jesus simply speaks, and his words are a command. It is done. Immediately, a change comes over the man. A few minutes ago, he had run to Jesus breathless and impatient, pleading that the miracle worker come down and heal his son. Now, after hearing the words of Jesus, he departs believing the promise of God in his heart. Verse 50 says, And the man believed the word that Jesus spoke unto him and went his way. O oh, friends, this is faith in action. This is the faith you and I need. We must take Jesus Christ at his bare word and trust him for everything. We must be content to leave his presence, to close the pages of the Bible, leave our prayer room clinging tightly to only God's promise in our hearts. A weak and feeble faith requires something physical and material to support it, a sign, a wonder, a miracle. A stronger faith walks away from the master, glad and peaceful, assured that God has spoken and will do what he says. 
This is the faith we all must learn to exercise. Christ has spoken. It is enough. Go thy way, thy son liveth. What a test of the noble man's faith. Suppose the father had not gone his way believing. Would his son have received the miracle? No. The son's healing was dependent upon the father's faith and obedience. Will the father trust in Christ or not? Will he keep on pleading his case to Christ? Or will he depart in confidence at the Lord's command? The amazing thing about this story is that the royal official set off at once believing what Christ had promised would come true. Others might have been hurt and indignant, feeling that the Lord did not take them seriously and that his dismissive response was more of an insult. Remember the story of the prophet Elisha and Naaman in 2 Kings chapter 5? Naaman, the captain of the army of the king, was a valiant warrior and highly respected, but he was a leper. He heard of Elisha's power to do miracles and came to ask for his help. Elisha would not come to him, but sent his servant saying to Naaman, Go and wash yourself in the Jordan River seven times. The great man became angry. Surely I thought that he would come out to me and stand and call upon the name of the Lord his God and wave his hand over the place and heal the leprosy. And the scripture says, So he turned and went away in a rage. Here in John chapter 4, the royal official also asked for a healing and for Jesus to come with him to his home. But the Lord dismissed him, saying, Go your way, your son lives. Looking carefully at the story reveals the growing level of trust and confidence the nobleman had in Jesus. The road from Cana to Capernaum was only a matter of a few hours' distance, but it was well into the next day that the royal official arrived home. It is clear that the man's anxiety was relieved. He believed in what Jesus said and was so sure that his petition was answered that he didn't hurry home. Think of the difference between the breathless rushing up to Cana to plead with Jesus and the quiet, confident return home. You are listening to Exaltation. I'm Father David Masterson bringing you the beautiful, the good, and the true 
heralding the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ so that we may experience life in Him. Let's continue our lesson. There is a wonderful verse in Isaiah 26:16 that reads, So this is what the Sovereign Lord says. See, I lay a stone in Zion, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone for a sure foundation. The one who relies on it will not make haste. Another translation reads, will never be stricken with panic. Dear friends, there is only one refuge for any of us from life's troubles, small and great, from the sorrows, cares, and burdens we face, and that is to build upon the foundation of the Lord Jesus Christ by simple faith and trust. He is a tested stone. He is a precious cornerstone. His gracious promises are the bedrock of a true foundation for our lives. Then finally, we have Christ rewarding a tested faith. In verses 51 to 53, we have the account of the royal official returning home and his servants meeting him on the way. Their message is simply, Thy son lives. The phrase, thy son lives, occurs three times in this short passage to emphasize the life that faith and trust in Jesus brings. The royal official asked them, what time did he begin to get better? And they said, yesterday at the seventh hour. Then the father knew it was precisely at the same time that Jesus said to him, Go thy way, thy son lives. The royal official wanted to know, was it by chance or through the power of Christ that his son was healed? And he realized that the fever left the boy suddenly to prove that it wasn't by chance, but by the miracle word of Christ. So we see in this story that faith grows in stages. First, the man had enough faith to come to Jesus and consider him a miracle worker. Then he believed in the command of Jesus when he said, Go, thy son lives. Finally, there was a fully trusting and developed faith in verse 53. And he believed and his whole household. This new experience had enlarged and confirmed the man's faith. Remember that his first stage of faith was based on sight? You must come down and touch my son so that he may live. The second stage of faith was believing our Lord's promise and acting upon it. This was a wonderful advance from faith based on sight. The final stage of his faith was total commitment to the Lord Jesus with everything he had, including his whole household. Let's draw some final observations and lessons from this story. The royal official was a man who was in earnest about Jesus. Jesus has a way of testing our sincerity, doesn't he? If the man had turned away in irritation, petulance, or discouragement, Jesus would have known that his faith was not real. Genuine faith persists. 
It keeps on believing, seeking, hoping, asking, and depending. The royal official was a man who placed his faith in Jesus and his power. It had to be hard for this royal official to turn around and walk away from Jesus with only the verbal assurance that his son was healed. But nevertheless, he believed. He trusted in Jesus' words and submitted to him. Sometimes our faith is vague, unsettled, and easily shaken. Genuine faith is the faith of a drowning man, clinging for dear life to the life buoy as it crashes into the waves in front of him. The nobleman shows us that trusting God is costly. To believe upon Christ and follow him with his whole household was not an easy choice. As a royal official in the court of King Herod, he would likely face mockery and ridicule for his belief in Jesus. He may even be ostracized by his Roman neighbors. But the man shows us total commitment. Notice that Jesus asks the royal official to do the impossible while he is depending upon the power of Christ. This, my friends, is the secret of the Christian life. God asks us to do impossible things. He says, repent from your sins, be holy, be kind and loving, live completely upright lives. And we cannot do these things unless we cooperate with Christ's power within us. Faith is impossible apart from the Holy Spirit living the life of Christ through us. Now, all of this is so very encouraging to us today. Our weak and imperfect faith may become strong and steadfast as we imperfectly trust the Lord and place our confidence in Him, our faith will grow and be strengthened into full trust and confidence. The way to increase faith is to exercise faith. We must trust Him as we are able, according to the faith we have, and He will grow our faith and make it stronger. We will move from seeing Christ as a good teacher and miracle worker to seeing Christ as the Son of God, the second person of the Holy Trinity, who stands beside us to reveal the path of true life and joy in union and communion with God. In Mark chapter 9, another father came to Jesus begging for healing for his son. Jesus said, all things are possible to him who believes. And the father immediately cried out, Lord, I do believe. Help thou my unbelief. Again, Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty four, Whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you will receive it and you will. Beloved, whatever your situation, will you bring your need to Jesus? Will you trust in Him and believe His promises for you? Let me pray for you right now. Gracious Heavenly Father, I pray for all who are hearing this broadcast that your Holy Spirit would touch their hearts and work your grace within them. Whatever their need, whatever their situation, have mercy upon them 
draw them to Jesus, give them complete and full faith and trust in Him as Lord and Savior. I pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For of Him, and through Him, and to Him are all things. To Him be the glory both now and forevermore. Amen. listening to the program Exaltation. I'm Father David Masterson with Godet Ministries. You may reach us on the web at godetministries.org. That's G-A-U-D-E-T-E ministries.org. This gospel outreach is entirely listener supported. Please help us proclaim the gospel on the radio to a needy world. You may donate online at our website. Your gift, large or small, is gratefully appreciated. Until next time, may God richly bless you with this word of encouragement from the prophet Isaiah. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, does not become weary or tired. His understanding is inscrutable. He gives strength to the weary, and to him who lacks might he increases power. Though youths grow weary and tired, and vigorous young men stumble badly, yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not faint.